Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. The St. Louis Blues take on the Dallas Stars tonight at Enterprise Center. It's a 7 o'clock game, 6 o'clock face-off here on 101 ESPN. And then the Blues embark on a three-game trek to Canada that starts in Winnipeg on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Joe Vitale joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line right now on 101 ESPN. And, Joey, I might have some breaking news for you. The Winnipeg Jets announced today that head coach Paul Maurice has decided to resign from his position as head coach of the hockey club. Effective immediately, his resignation has been accepted by the team. So when the Blues go to Winnipeg on Sunday, the Jets will be coached by a new coach. That's really amazing to me, Randy, because I look at Paul Maurice as one of the most outstanding, not only coaches, but but people, like players, people, people, like in the league. You know, I mean, there's so many... Mike Babcock style coaches, just disciplinarians and dictatorships. And he was always a, a coach to me as we talked to him on the side and, and you see him dealing with Blake Wheeler and Paul Stasny and Mark Scheifele, you know, uh, even, even dealing with players like Patrick Line, who was tough to get motivated at times. Mm-hmm. He, he always stru- struck me as such a, uh, a wonderful, well-rounded human being that just really, you know, catered to his players on a very individual basis. So I almost, I'm almost curious that maybe it's something kind of personal. I don't think it's really professional at this point because I know the players absolutely love them. Paul Stastny loves them. I know Blake Wheeler personally, and he had nothing but wonderful things to say about him. And not to mention, he's taken that team uh, on some pretty deep, deep runs. So to me, it, this has to strike me as something kind of personal. I know Jamie Compound, the assistant coach for Winnipeg as well, is wife, his family member and wife dealing with some sort of um, cancer issue as well. So a lot, lot, lot of issues going on, you know, and just your, your hearts and your prayers go out to them. Definitely. And uh, Maurice is going to talk to the media at 10 a.m. The former Blue Dave Lowry is going to be their interim coach when uh, the Blues take on the, the Winnipeg Jets on Sunday. So, Joey, uh, speaking of coaches, how about the job that Craig Berube has done with limited players on this roster and at times, skater short, the five different goaltenders? It's It's been pretty impressive, hasn't it? It's been really impressive, um, Dan. You know, this is this is something. If, if it wasn't for that doggone coach in in Minnesota, <laughs> I think Craig Berube would be you know talked about to be the the front runner right now for the Jack Adams Award for the Coach of the Year at this point. I mean, you look at the injuries, you look at the COVID um, games missed from some of these players, um, dealing with your fourth, possibly your fifth um, goaltender in the depth chart you're playing with, and not only playing with but winning games. Um, your whole fourth line is made up of Springfield players. You have a Springfield Thunderbird on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly and Logan Brown. It, I mean, I can go on and on about the logistics and the, and the technicalities of what this coach is dealing with. 
but they keep winning games and they keep winning them in a fashion that, that really caters to the style this coach wants to play. You know, I, I think what's kind of cool about Craig Berube's style of play is that, listen, he just needs soldiers. He just needs guys that are willing, guys that are obedient to a system. It, it's, just, it's just that plain and simple. I think Craig Berube maybe isn't, isn't as successful on a team like, let's just call it the Boston Bruins, with a lot of veterans, guys that, you know, are kind of set in their ways and maybe got to tiptoe around and be gentle. Like, his style approach, he's won in Philly, he's won here. His style, it caters to players who just are disciplined and, and want to please him, if that makes any sense. And you grab six, seven, eight players from Springfield, they're coming here, and they're playing that obedience-style hockey. They, they want to impress this coach, and they want to play the style of hockey that doesn't want them to ever go away again. And they play it with their heart on their sleeve. I mean, Nathan Walker, uh, every shift, is, he feels like it's his last. I mean, Logan Brown's been playing terrific. Dakota Joss been trying to pick fights last, last game. I mean, the list goes on and on. But, but they're playing with that urgency. And when you play with urgency and you have the, the great mindset of this head coach and Craig Berube, to me, to me it really just all, all leads to some tr- tr- tremendous successful hockey. Joey, in the Vitelli household, do you have a fake tree or a real tree? And what's the reasoning behind your choice? We're always fake, Randy. We're just a time in my life right now. A time in my life, we're all fake. My wife's got about six or seven up right now she's got, she's got this thing where she puts them in all her kids rooms but we have a dog that likes to kind of drink the water and, and i'm not gonna lie to you i'm just i'm tired of i'm tired of picking trees up you know when i was a kid i'm one of six and we used to always knock down a tree oh and the real tree and the needles would spray everywhere and, and this is a true story um you know the, the post office man would come in my dad tells the funniest story but the post office man w- would come in and the tree was constantly over my dad was constantly picking back up and then one day that the post office guy came in to get a signature and, and he said, he said, sir, sir, you, you know, you know, your trees, your trees is down. And my dad goes, oh yeah, buddy, we leave it like that. I'll leave it like that all year long. You know, just to kind of crack, crackle. <laughs> kids are, we're breaking cabinets. We're knocking trees over. Uh, and not to mention, not to mention my dad had a wonderful nativity set, a life, life-size nativity set in our front yard. I, I kid you not. I'll never forget uh, putting lacquer on this manger scene kind of, um, um, structure that the baby Jesus was in, <laughs> and Balthazar, poor Balthazar, he he was my linebacker. We we, we would use the tackle, and then baby <laughs> Jesus was the football. Poor blessed mother, she was she was my right guard. She, I would push her, and and Balthazar's head was across the street. We had baby poor baby Jesus was flying through the air, and listen, I'm, I'm as faithful as can be. And my dad probably was looking out the window, scratching his head. He's got a tree down, and he's got you know the three wise men as the lead blockers, and uh, listen, it, it was it was a fun Christmas. I'm just leave it at that. I'll stop right there. I, I do want to ask you a little bit about hockey, though. I, I'm going to go back to that, but I like that. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting game tonight, Joey, and the fact that the head coach of the Stars has kind of publicly called out his team for their effort and what happened the other night. Uh, I, I would say, man, put your head on a swivel because they're, they're going to come charging that first five, ten minutes. Well, you know, yeah, that's shocking to me. It's shocking to me that, that, that he would do that because I looked at last game. I thought it was as close to a playoff game that I have witnessed all year long. I mean, the physicality, the, the, the energy, I mean, uh, scrums after whistles. I mean, we almost saw a couple of fights. We saw Glenn Denny run over um, Charlie Lindgren. We saw, we saw Ottinger behind his crease, net being thrown off. I mean, I mean whenever you have a goaltender that has to fix, fix his mask twice in the first period, to me, it's going to be a physical game. So, I actually like – I mean, I like the game. I thought it was one of the best games I've seen all season long. I thought the Blues were at their best when they're playing that kind of 
physical style. But um, but you're absolutely right. Rick Rick Bonus is someone that that gets the most out of his players, and I think that the comments um, are, are pretty common, obviously in Dallas, as we see not only from coaches and general managers, but even ownership to some degree about calling out head players. So there will be there will be a response there. But but then you got to take it almost a step further. This isn't this isn't a a head coach being that kind of dictator, just trying to get the most out of his players in this game. They really respect his coach. They they really do. I mean, I go back to Ben Bishop and scrum the other day. Um, there was a couple times he got emotional in that scrum. One talking about his parents, and the other one was actually talking about his head coach, Rick Bonus. You know, he talked about how he's been a father figure to him. You know, there there, there is a a few coaches left in this league, I think, at, at the time being that go beyond the X's and O's, beyond the, hey, I'm a coach, you're a player, let's get the most out of you in this moment, in this game, in this practice, that there is a personal side to Rick. And I think that that's what we really saw with Ben and his emotions kind of coming out. And he cares a lot about his players, cares deeply um, for the people they are and for the players they become. So I think that with those comments being said and with the character that Rick uh, possesses, I think without question this is going to be a great response game uh, for the Dallas Stars. I thought it was a response game a couple nights ago. I really did. They lost three games in a row on that road trip. They came in with some bite, some snarl. The Blues just played really good. They played really solid, tight defensively, and they, they kind of ran away within the third period. But if that was a response game for Dallas, I almost put that on steroids in tonight's game because it's going to be uh, it's going to be a battle here tonight. Hey, Joey, one last thing. What are your impressions early on of Charlie Lindgren? Obviously, the statistics are great, but you have a different eye for uh, the game and for a goalie than we do. Is what we're seeing here real? Does he have the ability to maintain being really good? Or is there a chance that what we're seeing is a flash in the pan? Randy, it, it, Charlie reminds me of my first kiss. Um, it's sloppy, but it was good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Congrats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Technically, <laughs> technically, it wasn't quite there. You know, I I would love to have done it over, right? It would love to have done it over, but it was sloppy, but it worked and it made sense and uh, it produced what it needed to produce. Let's leave it at that. And that to me, that's that to me is what Charlie is. You, you look at him; he's got he's got the '70s look with the mustache and the choppers and the long hair. He's got the '70s <clears> style. <throat> he's all over the place. He's he's. He, knocking pucks out with his blocker. He's unconventional, I think, in some degree to what goaltenders possess now. He, he's, he's not very technical, in my opinion. Like He's the opposite of Jordan Bennington. He, he reminds me of someone that uh, is from the 70s that we just kind of like put in a, a time machine and warped him back here to 2021. You know, you look at him, he plays really low. He, he kind of overextends himself at times. Maybe he comes out and he, he, he comes out so aggressive. I mean, you go back to that uh, hawk and pop breakaway a couple nights ago in Dallas, he's like five feet outside his crease. I mean, that, that to me is old school, but in the offense is all watch him. He's a big guy, but he, he crunches down so low, his head's like waist level. So he's always fighting for pucks and looking for pucks. I would think that there would be more open up top because of how low he is. I was talking to Darren Pang about this in the plane right home a couple nights ago for how low he plays. And he's always fighting the traffic. You would think that up high is open, but as soon as up high is open, he's got those quick reflexes, just kind of like snaps it with a glove or blocks it with a blocker. I mean, he's getting the job done. And again, at the end of the day, it's sloppy, like my first kiss, but it got the job done. Yeah. By the way, Panger had no choice but to play low, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to play tall, but he still played low. But he got the job done, for sure. <laughs> he sure did. Joey V, always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll be tuned in tonight for the Blues and the Stars. I can't wait, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, let's go Blues.